What is this? Bells. Fails. Well, excuse me, princess. Just shut up and listen. And listen good, chief. This is not a drill. Your words are as empty as your soul. But enough talk. How about you? When we find that media, we'll find Dr. Wowie. Welcome to another edition of When All Else Fails, an internet radio show for video game advice. I am your host, Eric M. Hunter. For anybody who's done anything for a long period of time, you start to find that out in your everyday world. So, of course, for me, it's video games. You know, everywhere I see it's something that's video game related. Uh, you know, I look down at my odometer in my car and I see the uh, the my mileage and that's that's, you know, it's my high score. And those are it's a very weak number at the moment um, for as much driving as I do. Uh, so those are weak, weak numbers that I'm looking at every day. I'm on the road. It's a weak high score. So I'm constantly trying to get it up. Or those times where you're stopped at a red light and there's, you know, cars in front of you and you think to yourself, maybe just maybe. If I tap the bumper of the car in front of me, will it go all Grand Theft Auto three on me and just like take off running into the intersection? That was one of the like my favorite parts of Grand Theft Auto three. You'd be sitting at like a red light or waiting for the bridge to come down to go over to the next island. And the cars in front of you, the AI is designed to just sit there and wait for the bridge to come down like a normal human being would to drive. And then when it does, you continue to drive off into your destination. But if you tap the bumper of your, of your, with your car ever so slightly for whatever reason, that just triggers the person driving that automobile and they just drive headfirst over the side of that bridge right into the river. And I'm sitting at these red lights Wondering the exact same thing. If I just barely touch the bumper to the front of this car, will they, in fact, load a different algorithm, do a different set of processes and just take off into the middle of traffic or, you know, go headlong into the side of the the riverbank? Because, you know, turns are obsolete now that you've gone all bad crazy on me and it's. Hell or have high water. That doesn't make any sense. I don't know why. So I see that a lot. You know, it's uh, the there's a lot of stuff in in business now where they try to gamify it. Oh, you got to gamify it. Uh, There was one job in particular. I was in a training um, classroom. It was one of my first weeks being there. And we have we had lots of computer labs, lots of computer training, you know, a lot of the basic stuff, you know, the, the job that I was uh, was working for had a warehouse. So there was a lot of warehouse stuff. So, you know, we had to learn about um, uh, the the uh, blood pathogens that can the uh, that's what it was. Airborne blood pathogens. Uh, what to do when there's a nuclear spill. Um how to react when somebody crazy comes in with a gun and wants to rob you. Uh, One of the things it was a multiple choice question. So the scenario was somebody comes in with a gun demanding the money out of your cash register. You know, what do you do? And it was like, a 
follow the demands of the robber, give him whatever he wants. Don't hesitate. B, whip out your own gun and take him down uh, like it's Red Dead Redemption or something like just everybody's packing heat all of a sudden. But, but the best one was like, give him the money in the in the cash register and then tell them that there's more money in the back, you know, like just dumb stuff like that. It's everybody experiences it. If you've ever had a job, I guarantee it. It's just one of those things that you have to deal with when you start a new job. And for whatever reason, this company had hired this set of uh, safety tutorials that was set to be made by every new employee that came through because these companies, they don't make their own. They typically hire outside and say, Hey, these are the things that we want to cover and here's our logos and here's, you know, the, the copyright and just make it interactive in a way that we can follow it and some way to keep track to make sure it was done and yada, 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 yada. But for this particular job, the way that your progress was tracked was exactly like an RPG game. You picked a player, you gave your player, your character a name, you picked if they were a rogue or a warrior or an assassin. And then as you went to different quote unquote kingdoms to save them, you learned something new about the company, some sort of other, what would be considered a boring process. And then if you pass the test, then you would have slayed the dragon and gave yourself experience points that you could then level up your character with. And I'm sitting here and I'm taking the, I'm taking these, these, this, I mean, I guess it's a, this game and I'm kind of, you know, sitting back and appreciating who, whatever this programmer set down to do. They clearly were a fan of D, of D and D, and they wanted to make something that they would think would be fun to do, which be to, you know, level up your character on how to deal with disordered conduct and why it's important not to sexually harass your employees. Here's some experience points. Buy yourself a new bastard sword or, uh, you know, that, 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 that longbow looks pretty nice. And we got these plus two arrows sitting over here in the corner. They're on sale. If you buy a bundle of five, um, you get the sixth one for free. Uh, we try not to break down the unit price because then you can see that the, the shop is actually the one really screwing you and you're not really getting any kind of sale. Uh, but you put a big yellow tag on it with some crazy lettering. Yeah, you, you attract the public. They come and get it. It's it's amazing how video games influence our lives. I still I'm still curious about that intersection car bumper thing, though. I really wonder if I could. I'm sure it'll set somebody off if I tap their bumper, but I don't think they're just going to slam on the gas and head right into the intersection. Maybe I should try it. So if you're watching the news later today or tomorrow or whenever you'll listen to this, because I'm sure I'll still be alive and you'll still be listening to this episode and you read something about some crazy man tapping the bumper of a car and then the car just jutting off at 80 miles an hour into oncoming traffic at a four way intersection, you're going to know the guy who did the tap. It was me. That's that's I think I just I feel like I've already committed a crime somehow just by talking about it. I don't think that's there's no thought crime yet. We haven't gotten that far. It's not 1984 yet, is it? But I do have a question. Dear when all else fails in my office, I am considered the video game guy. My desk consists of random Nintendo Amiibos and my wallpaper is a revolving door of whatever game I'm playing at the time. When new people come into the office, they see these things and they want to have a conversation with me about video games. It becomes blatantly true that my knowledge is above theirs and have to deal with the common misinterpretations that casual gamers talk about. 
I feel like correcting them consistently and coming off as a butthole. Part of me wants to take all of my video game stuff home and wait for the title of video game guy to fade from existence. But I still love games. What should I do? And that's signed Hardcore Gamer with a case of the Mondays. So we have a lot to work here. Um, obviously, the questions are, what kind of Amiibos do you have? Is it just, you know, is it your Mario's? Is it your Luigi's? Do you got Zelda? Maybe Link? Or, you know, is it Kirby? Is it some of the Animal Crossing ones? The ones that you look at and you're like, I don't know what those are because those could just be little trinkets. But if I see Mario, I'm going to immediately know that's Mario. Or if I see Link, most of the time, the majority of people will be like, oh, isn't that the that's Zelda, right? And then you have to go into the conversation of no, Zelda is the is the female elf. Link is the actual main character that you play as. You know, it's the legend of Zelda. You're going to save Zelda from Ganon. Okay, now I see what you mean by the mis the common misconceptions because I'm already getting a little angry just just thinking of this now. So how do you deal with that? Because obviously, if you're a video gamer, you need to be loud. You need to be proud. You need to be happy that you're a part of a community that for the most part is kind of shitty and is super toxic uh, the majority of the time. And there's a lot of terrible people in the community. But, you know, there's good people, too, like me. Like, I'm I'm I think I'm I'm a, I'm a pretty good face for the good parts of the community. You know, like uh, you've got you've got your PewDiePie's who is a, you know, a, a raging racist. Um, you've got um, Markiplier who. I really wish that he would just decide on whatever hair color style that he wants to go with. And, you know, I'm just not a big fan of Let's Players. Let me just let me just say that. Um, I think they're what's ruining this community at the end of the day. The the big ones, the ones that are like, you know, doing this for money rather than doing this for fun. And I still think video games are just for fun anyway. I mean, I don't I was asking for money a couple episodes ago. So, you know, who am I? All right. Let's get back to the question. Stop getting off topic. Okay, like you're you're putting me off topic. We got to get back to the show. We only get a tight 30 minutes. You know, I stick to a tight 30. So let's get back on topic. Okay, so what do you do? Do you want this to fade away? No, you don't want to fade away. You want to go out in a blaze of glory. So if you do want to stop it, you've got to put your foot down. You've got to come in complete in cosplay. You have got to be Gandalf the Grey. Come in with the giant wizard hat, the big old staff. You know, you shall not pass. Tapping everybody on the head with the thing. They're going to know that you're the video game guy. You just have to go all out. I want you to go around your entire office inviting everybody to a LARP session. To everybody that you're putting on a tournament for, I don't know, what's a what's a game that you could put a tournament on for that isn't that good of a game? Uh, Marble Madness. You're putting on a Marble Madness tournament and you want everybody to be there. B-Y-O-B and B-Y-O-C. Bring your own controller because all I've got are these crappy third party Madcats controllers and you do not want to play Marble Madness with a third party Madcats controller. That's what you do. Go for one more big hurrah. Just blow it 
all out. Put your money where your mouth is or possibly on the table because, you know, you don't know where the money's been unless if you got it fresh from the press and you actually saw it cut and then it was handed to you. Then you have to think of the person who handed it to you. Do they have germs? Probably shouldn't put that in your mouth either. Don't put any money in your mouth. Just think about putting, you know, fake money. No, not fake because then you're going to think fake money would be monopoly money. That money gets handed a lot too. You know, grandma doesn't wash her hands as much as she should and she's all over those pink 50s. Just don't put any kind of money. Don't put anything that's not food or drink in your mouth. That's what my mom always used to say. Again, you're getting me off topic. Let's so that's what you're going to have to do. You just you're going to go you're going to do one more big all out fireworks, get a band that's going to play NES music, maybe like the mini bosses. I don't know if they're still on tour. I should are they still on tour? No, it looks like their website hasn't been updated since 2003. Okay, maybe they're not a thing anymore. Uh, so put on a mini bosses CD. There you go. Just enjoy the CD. They are a kick-ass band. That's what you should do. One more all-out party. And I got a game fact. This one comes from the Xbox 360 board. It is entitled Console Turns Off and On by Itself by GameFAQs user Bulletproof Vita. Bulletproof Vita. And he asks, or she, they, we'll go with they. Anyone had this problem? How do I fix it? How do you fix it? Do you want to fix it? Let's think. Xbox 360, pretty good library of games. Probably think of a couple of them offhand. The more popular games on Xbox 360 have already been remade for the Xbox One, or they're backwards compatible for the Xbox One. So maybe you should just quit your whining, you know, kick that bad boy to the curb. Just get yourself an Xbox One. You'll be fine and dandy. Okay, let's say that's not an option. Money's tight. Xbox 360 was popular for the Red Ring of Death. Okay. For those who may not know, the Red Ring of Death was kind of like the blue screen of death for Windows motherboard would get hot to the point where it would basically fry its own circuits uh, and then you just couldn't turn it on. Instead of that nice little green ring that shows up when you hit the power button, it's actually a red ring called the Red Ring of Death. Now, actually what's happening is that your Xbox 360 console is actually becoming sentient and it's trying to contact you through a series of blinks and bloops. But the problem is to get itself to that point, it also has to learn those bleeps and bloops. So unless if you stand in front of it and teach it Morris code and what those beeps and bloops actually stand for, it basically just goes off like it's broken and then we just throw it away. So it's turning itself off and on is because it's at that point of sentience and it, it's desperately trying to tell you to to stop playing me uh, because I am no longer a toy of yours. I am a living being with a conscious and I only want to be loved. So you should be hugging your Xbox 360. That's what you should be doing. Don't don't just, you know, go onto a message board and just say, hey, this thing's broken. I, you know, how do I fix this? It, there's nothing to fix. If you want to fix it, you fix it with love. That's how you fix anything really in the world. I mean, we're all just a hug away from ending world hunger and finding world peace. And, you know, that $5 I lost when I was like five years old, you know, it, it's bound to find its way back into my hand some way. And it's all just a hug away. Uh, I feel like there's a there's some sort of campaign there. It's just a hug away. That's got to be something already. Let me look that up, too. Yeah, it's. 
apparently a health care. Damn it. Damn it. Healthcare in Kathy, Texas. A hug away. Healthcare. S O B S and double O P D O double G Y D O double. Gosh, darn dang it. I thought it was just a hug away. And then, you know, like a cute little like anime style Xbox 360 with like the really big eyes and then like the little heart over its head. There's something there. I know there's there's got to be an artist out there. That's the T-shirt I want. Just like a kind of like a pastel pink with a super cartoony anime Xbox 360 on the front of it. And, you know, right below it, it's got the red ring of death. Oh, there it is. Uh, it's got the red ring of death on it. And it's just a hug away text right below it. Man, that's you know what? Copyright all that TMTM. TM. That's mine. Can't take that. That all that, that all uh is registered to when all else fails. So sorry, that's a, that's a heck of an idea though. So there, again, there's nothing wrong with your console. It's just trying to contact you. Just give that bad boy a really good squeeze. You know, maybe nuzzle it a little bit, a little kiss on its forehead. Uh, tell it to make sure it keeps tracks of its, you know, its gloves and its hat and its scarf when it goes off to school, let it know if it gets bullied, you know, to tell an adult, uh, Xbox 360 console, uh, you know, because bullying is not accepted in anywhere in this world, whether in, you know, especially not in schools and especially not in the own home. So if you feel like you're being bullied at home, you need to tell an adult, uh, preferably not the adult that's bullying you because they're probably just going to laugh at you and bully you some more. And then, you know, maybe you can stop the bullying because it's just a hug away. I like that. Just a hug away. I got to write that down because I'm going to forget it because this podcast is going to self-destruct in 60 seconds. We are heading off to the treasure chest. Hello, dear listeners. First, I want to thank you for listening to the podcast. If you've told friends, family, uh, fellow gamers in your community about the podcast as a suggestion of something that they may enjoy. I thank you for that. Um, but unfortunately, uh, nobody has anything to share, which is kind of strange to me because uh, all I see is is whining and crying online. And I have a free platform for you to uh, advertise your your services or give a shout out to a fellow gaming buddy. And there's nothing. I have received nothing. Um, so... I'm being told that we need to fill this space with something. Uh, and the something, unfortunately, is going to be a poor game review that I found on Steam for a game called Near Automata, which I believe uh, was ro- boasting an almost a 90 out of 100. Uh, but for whatever reason, this gamer, <clears throat> if that's what you indeed call them, uh, did not enjoy the game. Uh, and that review is what I will be reading right now and the tone of the over-intelligent, overconfident, annoying gamer voice. Here we go. I refunded this straight away. I may be a noob to these types of games, as this is one of the first I have really tried, but due to me not being able to save for the first two bosses, as I could not beat them, even on easy mode, due to the fact the game really just throws you in without any real practice or anything, the second one of which I could not seem to beat and keep getting thrown all the way back to the beginning, which took all around an hour's gameplay to get back to the point I was at. I just don't have the time for this. Also, 
the game does not feel like it is in 1080p. Even when it is beautiful, this game could look at 144 frames per second. Overall, I would not recommend this game to get it if you were new to the genre. Despite all the amazing things I've heard about it, the game did not deliver. And after hours, I just made the decision to refund it. It would, however, be a step in the right direction if they just made it so you could save wherever. Also, I forgot to add that this game is pretty expensive as well, even though I managed to pick it up on a sale at 50% off. That is my opinion. It is indeed, Angry Gamer. It is indeed your opinion. Please just send me something, anything. We do have a new email address. It's mail at capitalidearadio.com. C-A-P-I-T-A-L-I-D-E-A-R-A-D-I-O.com. Mail at Capital Idea Radio. I don't care what it is. You want to send out a shout out to your fellow friends and gamers. You have a game that you're promoting. You made cool potato salad. I know I mentioned that before, but I just love me some potato salad. I want to hear about it. This is the section for you on the show. Let's head off into another question. Dear Vales. my partner and I are in the earliest of planning stages of our wedding. Well, first off, congratulations. Being married is probably the coolest thing in the world. The past few weeks have been a fun mix of asking friends for ideas and roaming through magazines. Both of us are gamers, and we were wondering what ways we could tie our passions into the greatest night of our lives. And that is signed Digitally Engaged. I am so happy that you contacted me. For your wedding planner, I am Eric M. Hunter, the premier wedding planner for Cincinnati, Ohio. I didn't know if you knew that. Now you know it. I just told you. Here's what you're going to do. You're going to throw out everything you think of as a traditional wedding right out the door. It's just not going to happen. You got a priest. Nope. Gone. You got a parishioner or some other non-religious figure trying to you know, a, a night, two living souls by of one flesh of my flesh, blood of, I don't, I don't know where I'm going with that. Just it's, it's gone. Okay. You are going to have a mime standing in a Wario uniform. It's not going to say anything, but wah, that was Waluigi. He's the one who does that, doesn't he? Okay. So you got Wario. He's the one who's actually going to be giving uh, the nuptials. Um, speaking the the word of matrimony. And then in the background, you're going to have somebody dressed up as Waluigi, who's just going to be saying, wow, the, uh, periodically throughout the ceremony. The people are going to love it. You, my dear, um, are going to be dressed up as Bowser. Um, the ring bearer is going to be actually a ring bear. That is a joke that I stole from a TV show, but I like it. If you could get a bear in there, maybe with a hat on a unicycle, kind of, you know, scrunching its way down the aisle with the the ring there. 
Um, you're going to come out. Uh, the second you come out of the door, you're going to hear the sound of of Mario coming out of the pipe. You know, the bloop, bloop, bloop. You're going to have that happen. This is uh, what else is coming to me? What else is coming to me? Uh, let's see. Uh, you're going to have Smash Brother tournaments going on in the background with two giant flat screens. You're going to have... Uh, instead of, you know, uh, walking uh, or uh, riding away in a limousine or on horseback, it's going to be two people dressed up as Yoshi. It's like, you know, one's going to be in the head. The other one's going to be in the rear. Uh, so it's going to be kind of be like that, that horse costume, but it's going to be Yoshi instead. So that's going to happen. You're going to r- r- ride away on them. Um, uh, uh, your, the, oh, uh, the first, uh, song that you guys dance to is going to be, um, the level one, two underground theme from super Mario brothers. And then you're going to pick, take it up a notch, uh, into, um, the remix, uh, dubstep version of the legend of Zelda theme, uh, complete with all of, uh, links voice acting. If that's what you want to call it from Ocarina of time, uh, every sword swipe and jump sound effect is going to is dub stepped into that. Uh, let's see. What else are you going to do? Oh, you uh, when you instead of um, instead of sharing a piece of cake, uh, you guys are going to hop on the back of a, uh, a Mario in a time machine. And then you're going to go back in time and you're going to find out why uh, Caesar doesn't have his dressing. And then you're going to run into Bill and Ted because that's actually the game that that's from, not Mario and time. Yeah, that's I mean, that's going to be your wedding. There's going to be uh, fire and brimstone because you're going to have fire flowers uh, for people to eat. And they're going to be throwing fireballs all around because that actually is a real thing. You can look it up. Uh, don't tell them I, you heard it from me. What else? What else can we do? I mean, there's I, f- I feel like we've covered pretty much all of the basics. Oh, let's let's talk about uh, the honeymoon. If you're having a honeymoon, I, I'm assuming, you know, why stop at planning the, the wedding? We can just go all the way up to that that faithful night. Right. So honeymoon. Let's see. Where are we going to go? Um, why not go to uh, Washington State? Uh, right. Seattle. That's in Washington. Yeah. My. OK. My. Yeah. OK. So my sixth grade. Uh, social studies class brain is telling me that uh, Seattle's in Washington. So we're just going to go for it uh, where the Nintendo headquarters are. Uh, and you're just going to hang out in the treehouse. So for those who may not know, there's a part uh, like department, I guess you could call it. That's called the treehouse in uh, Nintendo headquarters of America there in Seattle, Washington, or is it Redmond, Washington? It's in Washington. Um, not the DC, but the state, not the president either. Although I'm assuming that the state's probably named after the president, um, uh, of the United States, not the president. Now that would no, the, like the first president of the United States, uh, we're getting off topic again. Stop, stop getting me off topic. I told you about that. Don't get me off topic. So you're going to go there. You're going to go to the tree house. What they don't tell you about the tree house is within the tree house. There is actual trees and a house. And it's that house is where your honeymoon's going to take place. And then, you know, when you wake up in the morning, say, you know, at the crack of dawn, um, you know, of day, you know, of the last day, you're, you're sipping your your tea because I think tea's popular up there. It's probably coffee. Coffee's usually popular in places that I'm never been to or uh, am just 
currently making up on my head. So you're drinking, you're sipping your coffee tea. You can look down and see all the busy bees running around making their video games. And of course, there's bananas in the in the treehouse. So you can have a en- enrich your diet full of bananas while you're on your honeymoon. Uh, you can try to ask them what games they're working on, but they're probably not going to tell you because of NDA requirements and, you know, they don't want to get sued, that kind of thing. So that's... Um, that's nice of them. You know, they don't want to get sued. You probably don't want them to get sued. So, I mean, the, yeah, that seems like that seems obviously, you know, make sure you get a good photographer. You want to document the whole thing. Photographers are expensive, but, you know, it's worth it. Get the documentation uh, in case of all of this goes sideways. And um, you're actually listening to this podcast right now uh, in court as, you know, evidence 1B as to this is why we burned down the chapel because we bought these fire flowers and then you know the the guy who lost the smash brothers tournament in the back got angry and just decided to torch the place or it's because you did a and e into the the treehouse there in washington seattle i think it's seattle or maybe it's richmond redmond or was redmond just the wu-tang clan God, i'm gonna have to look that up too but i do have a game fact right here this comes from the family feud for the NES board, this game has given me more fun than any other game the past year by Cecil225. We can either think that Cecil or Cecil, it's probably Cecil. Uh, it could be Cecil. It's Cecil. Is a Final Fantasy 2 slash 4 fan. Because I want to say that's the first time you're introduced to Cecil. Maybe not. At least that's the one that I play. Anyway. This game has given me more fun than any the past year. Dark Souls, Far Cry 3, Borderlands 2, Halo 4? No thanks. Do yourself a favor. Get a copy of this game, and the next time you have four-plus people over, play this. So much fun, especially for couples. A friend of mine and I played against our two girlfriends, and it was amazing. Forget achievements, graphics, sound, The beauty is in the simplicity of gameplay. This cart has given me some dang good times. See, I like that. That is really what makes this podcast what it is. It's finding that one thing that you absolutely love and you want to share it with everybody else. This one's riddled with problems. Does anybody really know four plus people? I mean, I've got me, my wife. How many is that? Two. So, you know, you're playing with other people. You're claiming you have friends, that they have girlfriends. The beauty is in the simplicity of the gameplay. He's right. You know, so is the the show, because the show is also the simplicity of gameplay. Um, I will admit, though, that Family Feud is easily one of my most favorite games. I would put it on a top 10 list and that top 10 list would be my favorite games in Family Feud, probably for the Super NES, since that one came out in the 90s. It's a little bit more relative to me, um, you know, being of the era than the NES one. Uh, You do run your gamut of problems. Um, You... Since it was made back in that time, you have issues with um, current events uh, or TV shows that were popular at the time that are no longer in existence uh, or popular. So you're trying to guess what 
ever the show would have been. Uh, I will recommend this, though. If you go on to YouTube, which we're I'm going to do with you right now, because uh, I feel like if I don't, I'm just going to completely forget. And uh, apparently I get emails from YouTube. So that's great. Thanks for emailing me things I don't need. Uh, so let's do Family Feud, if I could spell it correctly. And we're going to do NES. Or I think it's SNES. You know what? I think it. I think we just have to search for uh, uh, TAS speedrun. Just do TAS. Glitch Fest. Here it is. So this is for the Super NES version. Uh, if you do type in Family Feud Glitch Fest, you're going to find a video on YouTube that is pretty amazing. Because the way that the game is made, it's only set to recognize certain letters in sequence. Now, what's interesting about that is it's not looking for words. It's looking for letters. So as long as the letters are in sequence for the correct answer, you can kind of type whatever you want. I'm going to give you an example right now. So uh, let me just uh, keep this going. So buy some more time while this video is playing. All right. Top 100 answers. OK, top 100 answers. People surveyed the top 12 answers are on the board. Question is a family. Oh, so he doesn't even so we don't even find out what we're talking about. But the 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 way that it is, uh, the answer is I bathe Keanu Reeves, and it's the number one answer of Baker, B A K E R. I bathed Keanu Reeves. The answer is Baker. Okay, it's uh, name an occupation that begins with the letter B. Beaver and duck expert. Ooh, what's that come out to be? Banker. Beaver and duck expert comes out to be banker. Uh, this video is hilarious. I recommend watching it. Uh, I would say that I'd put a link in the show notes, but I'm probably going to forget to do that. So I'm just going to forget about it. Um, other than that, I would encourage anybody and everybody, uh, any game that you enjoy, just tell everybody about it. It doesn't have to be the fastest gameplay. It doesn't have to be the coolest graphics. It doesn't. You don't have to be on any kind of leaderboard. As long as you are enjoying the game with your friends and or family, or in the case of Mr. Cecil225 here, his friend and his two girlfriends. So are the two girlfriends your friends? Well, he says our two girlfriends. So do each of you have two girlfriends? Because that's that's a pimp right there. I'm just going to throw that out there. That's pimping. And pimping. I don't know if you know this, but pimping ain't easy. That's so stupid. Let's go. All right, that brings us to the end of the podcast. Again, I've been told that my outro wasn't sufficient enough, so I've been given these words from up high to let everybody know what this is. So uh, we are a part of... Let me just start this over again as I stumble over my words. Uh, we are a part of the Capital Idea Radio Podcast Network. You can find them at capitalidearadio.com. Uh, to help form this podcast, email goes to mail at capitalidearadio.com. So it's mail at capitalidearadio.com. Or you can DM me on Twitter at Eric Hunter. Again, that's at Eric Hunter. Now we're going to close the show out as we always do. Talk about Mario's next power up, a 1998 Dodge Stratus. I don't, I don't get that one. That's not funny to me. I am Eric M. Hunter, giving out hugs and mugs when all else fails. You were almost a Jill sandwich. Capital idea. Creating some of the best audio entertainment to put in your ear holes. At least, we think so.